Hey, welcome back for another uh, episode of Bible Reading Coffee Drinking. I am KJ, your host here on Living Christian. Uh, we are go- diving into Ephesians 2 here in a minute, so uh, if you need to get your Bible, go ahead and get it handy and follow along with me. If you're driving in your car, please do not read your Bible. I do not want to be responsible for any uh, accidents that happen out there, so feel free to sit back and relax and listen to the smooth sounds of my voice reading Ephesians 2. Uh, joking, of course. So, uh, we're going to dive into that in a minute. If this is your first time uh, joining us here on Bible Reading and Coffee and Drinking, uh, what we typically do is uh, read a little bit of the Bible. Uh, I'll take some questions that I have uh, kind of pre-sent in from some of my uh, social media followers. I'll read and answer a few of those. And uh, if there's anything else that kind of comes to mind, uh, we'll do that. But obviously, with the uh, second half of the title, we're going to drink a little coffee, too. I have a little Texas pecan today. I'm in my home office uh, recording this right now, and uh, I made a little Texas pecan because it's one of my favorites. That's good. So if I do pause occasionally, if you do hear slurping, I apologize, uh, but that is me drinking my coffee, and that's part of what I like to do in the mornings when I record these podcasts is uh, drink a little coffee as I'm reading the Bible. So if you haven't checked out our website, livingchristian.org, we are currently not sponsored uh, by anybody but ourselves, so check out livingchristian.org. Uh, I say this on every podcast intro, in case you're new here. Uh, you know, we got uh, Bible verse uh, list, blogs. Uh, I've got a whole apparel store. Uh, make sure you use the code PODCAST20. Uh, PODCAST20 will get you 20% off all, everything in the store. Shirts, t-shirts, hats, hoodies, whatever your heart's desire. Uh, use that code PODCAST20. And uh, as exclusively for our podcast listeners, you get 20% off. So uh, that is going to be good forever. So keep using that whenever you need to. Uh, as a as a uh, loyal podcast listener, if you are a loyal one, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for joining us on this as we do every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, so that is what we do around here. If you like this podcast, if it touches your heart, uh, feel free to uh, you know support the ministry if you'd like, either on the, the little podcast page here, or you can go to the website, livingchristian.org, and donate. Uh, but more importantly, uh, more importantly than that is to you know like, review, drop us a review or a rating uh, on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening or watching this on YouTube. I'd uh, love to see your comments, love to see your ratings, making sure that uh, I am providing a good resource for you guys. I, I, I like to read the Bible and I like to drink coffee, and I kind of wanted to share that with the world. So that's uh, that is uh, why we're doing the Bible reading, coffee drinking podcast. So uh, I love it. Hopefully you guys like it too. So far, so good. We've been doing this for a couple weeks. And uh, I'm going to keep going. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, look for new episodes. uh, And uh, we'll get going here in just a second with uh, Ephesians 2. So let me drink another cup of coffee and we'll get going reading. All right, so let's dive into Ephesians 2. Ephesians was written by uh, Paul, Apostle Paul. Uh, It was one of his uh, letters to the uh, Church of Ephesus. Uh, So there's lots of churches that he went around and traveled uh, after Paul decided to go out and spread the gospel to everybody, he wrote these letters to these various places uh, in the region, and this one is one of them. So it, all of Ephesians is basically a letter from Paul. It even starts out with greetings from Paul. This is a letter from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be the uh, an apostle from Christ Jesus. So this is from Paul to this church, and he's going to be talking about how now that they've accepted Jesus as their Savior, they are going to be saved and how it's going to be like to be born again. So that's where we dive in to chapter 2 here, Made Alive with Christ. Let me get a sip of coffee here, my my Texas pecan that I'm drinking. It's very good. All right, so Made Alive with Christ, Ephesians 2. Let's kick it off right here. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins... You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander 
of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our, sin, of our sinful nature. But our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But we're not like everyone else anymore, are we? Once you, get, uh, once you accept Jesus as your Savior, uh, he's going to talk about that in verse 4 here. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that we have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. I have that uh, verse, which is verse 5, the second half of 5. I have um, highlighted my Bible. You should do that too. It is only by God's grace that you have to be saved, that we have to keep that perspective. There is nothing that we can do to earn um, you know, God's grace, or, or I'm sorry, earn our way to heaven. It's solely by God's grace that we are saved. All right, let's get it to uh, verse 7 here. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness, kindness towards us, as shown in all of us he has done, for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Verse 8. God saved us by his grace when you believed. Let me read that again. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. So I'm going to, that is not highlighted in my Bible for whatever reason, but I'm going to do it while we're on this podcast. I was uh, I was on TikTok yesterday, and there was an individual, he's, he's very adamant Catholic, which I have nothing against Catholics, but he's, um, his belief is solely that Catholicism saves, saves you. He actually wrote that in a comment, that, because um, somebody wrote Jesus saves, and he wrote, he wrote Catholicism saves, which is... Um, Certainly not biblical, whether that's Catholicism or whether you view anything else. If you say that, you know, uh, Protestantism or, or being a Baptist or being any, any, any other denomination or any other religion saves you. Um, it says right here, God saved us by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. We are only saved because it is a gift from God. Not because of a, a, of a religion, a religious sect that we're part of. It's because of God. He saved us through His grace, through Christ Jesus. All right, let's uh, let's go to verse 9. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do all things He planned for us long ago. So, you, I know it's hard to believe this at times, and the Bible certainly isn't about us, okay? I don't want you to take this in the sense of, okay, you know, it's all about you. Uh, the Bible is about you. Uh, you know, God was so lonely in heaven that he had to create you to have company. It's not about us, okay? It's about him. Uh, but saying that, uh, through his grace, he did create us. And we are a masterpiece of God, as it says in verse 10. He created us anew. He created us to be born again with Christ Jesus so we can do things he had planned for us long ago. If you don't think that God has a plan for your life, read Ephesians 2, verse 10, as he says, He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us. When? Long ago. God's got things planned for us. For you, for me, for us as Christians, he's got things planned for us, and he has to put things in place in order for those things to happen. 
Jesus has to come down. He has to send his son. He has to sacrifice himself. He has to be raised from the dead. He has to ascend into heaven. He's got to do these things because this is part of God's plan for our earth and for us individually. All right, verse uh, 11. Let's take a sip of coffee real quick. I got to keep up with the coffee drinking part of the Bible reading coffee drinking. All right, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. He's talking to me. Because I am not a Jew, I am a Gentile. Uh, you were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews, who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you do not know the covenant promises God has made to them. To them, to the Israelites, to the Jewish people of the time. That is important to know. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have brought near to him through the blood of Christ. He's talking about the Old Testament, how the Israelites at the time, the Jewish people at the time, had to go through these covenants, had to go, had to do circumcision, had to do all these things to be right with God and to honor God. And what 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 Paul is saying here is, hey, Gentiles, you're not part of that anymore, okay? You are with a new covenant, a new testament with Jesus Christ. You have been now united with Christ. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Us as non-Jewish people, us as Christians, us as Gentiles, we are now near God through the blood of Christ. That is That sums up everything that we need to know. All right, verse 14. Uh, For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separates us. We are one body of Christ. We are one bride of the groom. Verse 15. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles, Gentiles by creating in himself one new people, from two groups. Now, there's a big movement now, um, and if you're on some of the social media platforms, and I'll pause here for a second take a sip of coffee, uh, like TikTok, there's a new Torah movement uh, to where Christians uh, feel that they need to go back and be Torah observants and obey a God's old Levitical laws and old Mosaic laws. But if you read right here, let's go back to the verse we just read. Uh, In verse 15, uh, talking about God, God did this, he brought us together, right, Jews and Gentiles alike, he did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together in one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means on his death of the cross, and our hostility towards each other was put to death. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, if you are a follower of Christ, you are now together in one body of Christ. You are not uh, bound by the old system of law and its commandments and regulations. It says right there in Ephesians 2.15. Okay? So let's be clear on that. Uh, If you are a Christian, you are part of the new covenant. Uh, You are part of the new laws. You are part of the new body of Christ and no longer bound by those Old Testament commandments and regulations, it says right there in 15. So I've said, I think I've repeated myself three times, but I'm doing it again. Uh, you've got to, you, you got to keep that perspective that, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we do good deeds and we obey some of the laws and even some of the Ten Commandment laws because 
We're honoring Christ, not because it's some way regulated by, by God that we have to. Uh, we are born again uh, in Christ Jesus. All right, verse 17. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who are far away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Now let's read that again. You want to know the difference between um, you know, Jews and Gentiles at the time and what we are now as a united body of Christ. Read verse 18. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So as long, regardless of your background, regardless of whether you were, uh, you know, a Jew or a Gentile, or a, a born a Christian family or not, or born of a Jewish family or not, or used to observe, uh, you know, the, the strict, you know, Torah law and or, or not, now as long as you believe in Christ and you have the Holy Spirit in you, now all of us can get to the Father, right there in verse eighteen. All right, so uh, we got a little bit left. We're almost done with uh, Ephesians 2. So verse uh, 19, a temple for the Lord. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together, we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. I don't know why I do not have that highlighted in my Bible, but I am doing it right now. I encourage you guys to do it as well. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his Spirit. That is the word of the Lord. That is a good one there. Ephesians 2. Hopefully you guys like that. So, you know, that is talking to that is talking to all of us that are trying to figure out what it takes to uh, be with Christ in heaven. What does it take to get to the to get to the Father in heaven? Uh, how do we need to observe? What do we need to do? Uh, what laws do we need to obey by? How we need to act? It, it's not about us. It's about God's grace. It's about the fact that Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the way to heaven, and regardless of whether you, especially back then, and Paul's saying it, if you were a Jew, it's okay. Believe in Christ Jesus, and you're going to get to the Father, just like the Gentiles are. We're all, we are all one body in Christ. That is an important distinction of the Bible. That's an important distinction of the New Testament, and uh, as he talked about in there, you are God's masterpiece, and you are saved through God's grace. What a comforting feeling that is, isn't it? Um, you know, it, how, how stressful would it be to be an Israelite back in the day of having to go through all the Levitical laws, the ceremonial laws, the Mosaic laws, everything that Moses passed down in the Torah, trying to earn our way to heaven or try to, uh, you know, abide by all these rules in order to kind of earn our presence with God. How lucky we are, how blessed we are to be born to the fact that now it's through his grace that we are saved. Now it's the belief in Jesus that fills us with the Holy Spirit. It, now we have a new agreement and covenant and testament with God. What a, what a blessing that is. I, I'm so um, sometimes I, I sit back and 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 in awe the fact that I was born in the age that I was born in. We have the technology that we have to even have these types of things like this podcast. And I was born in a time to where I have the Bible, the full Bible, to read. 
and learn that it's about the relationship with my 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 creator that gets me to heaven it's my it's my love of him and my dedication to him and the fact i'm following jesus that gets me eternal life and salvation and it's his grace that provides it and it's not something that i have to earn uh or or do it's such a such a blessing and such uh uh, such something that we all should be praying about every day and thanking God for um, the ease that it is to be with Him uh, compared to what it was uh, a couple thousand years ago. Hmm. So anyways, I uh, hope you liked uh, Ephesians 2. Uh, if you do, drop, uh, drop a review or shoot me an email or drop me a direct message on Instagram or something and let me know if you enjoyed that book. Uh, but uh, that is Ephesians 2. Now we're, that's the Bible reading part of our uh, our podcast here. Let me take a sip of coffee so I can have the coffee drinking part of this podcast. All right, so this is the time uh, of the podcast now that we uh, typically answer some questions. Uh, I've got a, a, a flurry of questions that uh, some of my Instagram followers and other uh, social media uh, followers have sent in. So I kind of have them pre-listed here. So if you're on YouTube looking and I'm looking up, uh, I am reading this question, but I try not to study them too hard uh, beforehand. I just kind of pick one randomly and answer, so uh, hopefully I know the answer to these. But uh, this one is going to come from uh, Rebecca on Instagram. What do you think about taking the bread and cup before you are baptized? I'll tell you, here's the way that kind of I view that. Uh, you know, and once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and you're and you're born again, so to speak, and you're washed in the blood. Uh, I think it is important to be washed in the water as well, right? It's a, it's a it's an outward show uh, to your friends, family, congregation, whoever wherever you're getting it done, that you are a new creation in God. You your sins are washed away, and you're starting anew, and you're born again in Christ. So I think that's an important thing to do. Uh, and with that, I do think that's probably the right progression uh, of your faith is getting baptized before you take. Uh, communion. Uh, but I'll say that's kind of a denominational thing, and uh, depending on what church you go to, uh, you some people let you do that, some people don't. Uh, I, I would say that uh, I, I, it's an important step. Communion is important uh, that you're that you're symbolically uh, with the with Jesus in the Lord's Supper in the Last Supper. There, this is my body. This is my blood. Uh, so I think it's an important step for you to be fully um, born again, so to speak, fully a Christian before you take communion. So my advice to you, uh, I, I would, uh, if you're baptized or, or if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, get water baptized. It's important. I promise you're going to love it and you're going to feel different. And once you do, feel free to take communion. But uh, I would talk to your local pastor about that in terms of if you're curious about that from your uh, local church there. Uh, next one is from uh, Brian. How do I get back on fire for Jesus after sinning and falling out of a relationship with him? How do I maintain staying on fire with him? get back on fire with him you know it uh it's it's for me it's not necessarily about being on fire for jesus uh i think that is uh, part of it in the sense of once you've accepted him once you're living for him you're going to be excited about it and, and you're going to want to do things uh differently and you're going to want to be uh enthusiastic about your love for jesus so that's part of it but it, uh, it's not about getting back on fire it's more about uh being in a close personal relationship with him and living for him every single day. As you see on my name of my website, my account is Living Christian. I, I like to encourage people 
to live in a Christian lifestyle seven days a week. And whether that's reading your Bible, praying, listening to podcasts, listening to music, social media, if you surround yourself with, uh, you know, with Jesus and surround yourself with Christian influences, you're not going to fall out. You're not going to, you know, lose that fire. Uh, but so, part of it is if you get distracted by this world, if you get distracted by the devil, he wants you not to pay attention. He wants you not to pray and not to have a uh, to be on fire as you wrote for Jesus. Um, what it's about is maintaining a relationship with him through all the things that I mentioned. Just like a good marriage, just like any good relationship, you, you got to work on it, and it's all about communication. So you've got to work on your relationship with Jesus every single day, and you won't have problems with that. Regardless of your sin, uh, we sin every day in some form or fashion, uh, and that's part of the discussion and the conversation that I have with Jesus is about my sin. Uh, and it's one of the things I talk to him about on a daily basis, of helping me with that and forgiving me for those things. Uh, so work on your relationship with Jesus. Uh, don't worry about trying to either be on fire or falling out. Just on a day-to-day basis, uh, work on your faith and work on your relationship. That's my advice to you. All right, uh, let's see. What other one do we have here? Um, oh, here's a hot one from Twitter. Deep breath. I'm going to take a sip of coffee on this one because this one's always a, a controversial topic for some reason. How would a person go about their son stating that he is gay? Now, I'll say this. I am not here to condemn anybody that is uh, is a has a relationship with Christ, regardless of what sin that they have. Sexual immorality and sexual sin is stated in the Bible, and we're not going to debate that. Um, but there's lots of classifications for that, uh, and, and I think uh, homosexuality and being gay sometimes gets uh, pushed to the forefront of that, and I, I don't think that's fair. Um, so if, if your son is gay, uh, my question to you would be, does your son have a relationship with Jesus, regardless of what sexual immorality or sin that he's portraying or, or, or having? Uh, for me, it's more important on his relationship with God and Jesus and what he knows about him and whether he's saved or not. That's what I'm important for. So sexual morality, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's adultery, whether it's even Jesus said that if you look at another person, like for and he was talking to the disciples at the time, if you look at a woman uh, with lustful eyes, you've already committed adultery. Uh, so there's lots of classifications uh, of sexual immorality. It's, uh, it's meant to be between um, a wife and a, and a husband, and it's a blessing from God in terms of a marriage. Uh, that is for sure. But uh, any, anything outside of that covenant of marriage is uh, pretty much classified as sexual immorality, whether it's uh, gay or not. So um, I would say this and foremost, pray about it, talk to your son about it, um, talk to him about Jesus, talk to him about his faith, work on his heart. Don't address, I mean, you can't address, but it's more important to address his relationship with Jesus and his faith and his belief system than it is to, to go right to his sexual preference. Um, you've got to go to the root uh, of his heart, and that's going to be his relationship with Christ, first and foremost. Jesus can change anybody, and if you feel like he needs to change and not be gay, uh, then you've got to work on his heart and his faith first. And that goes for anything that we're doing against Christ. That goes for 
any sin that's in the Bible, that goes for any sexual immorality. You've got to work on their relationship with Jesus first. If they understand what Jesus has done for them, if they understand their place and the fact that they are a, a, a miracle and a uh, wonderful creation of God, uh, they may have a different perception of their worldly desires and their worldly uh, uh, outlook and life that they have. So uh, my advice to you would be, and your question was, how would a person go about? My advice directly on that question is, talk to your son about Jesus, period. Uh, it doesn't even necessarily have to be in the context of, this is why you need to, uh, this is what Jesus would say about you being gay. Focus on his faith first. Focus on his relationship with Christ first. Focus on that. The rest of the stuff that we deem, uh, and the Bible even says that is sinful, uh, the only cure for that is Jesus. As we just read in Ephesians 2, it's by God's grace alone that we are saved. So work on that first. So talk to your son about uh, you know his, his faith. Talk to him about Jesus. Uh, and, and go from there, but you've got to open that door first, and, and it's um, and you got to be able to have that open dialogue with him and that communication with him. Just as, as I just talked about a while ago about having a, a an open communication and relationship with Jesus, you've got to have that with your children because part of our responsibility as parents is instilling uh, faith and and uh, Jesus and the love of Christ into our kids. It's not about forcing it, but it's about educating them about what is real. And that is Jesus. So that is my answer, and I hope I don't get a bunch of direct messages uh, about that, but that's the way I feel. <laughs> so that's the way it goes. Uh, anyway, so um, hopefully you uh, enjoyed this podcast today. We did do over Ephesians 2. If you want to hit some of the other uh, chapters and, and verses that uh, we read, please feel free to, uh, to listen to any of the other podcast episodes that we have. Once again, Tuesdays and Thursdays, or Tuesdays and Fridays, I'm sorry, are new episodes, and you can catch up all of the previous episodes at livingchristian.org slash podcast. And with that, uh, check out livingchristian.org for everything else while you're there. Bible verse list, uh, blogs, apparel store. Once again, use the code podcast20 in order to get 20% off of your orders. And that is for any podcast listener. So that will never expire, I promise. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you get something out of it, I appreciate it. If it gets gets you a little closer to your faith, uh, you know, maybe send this to a friend. Uh, maybe they can uh, bless them as well and uh, drop a rating or review. It helps us get the word out for sure. So uh, don't forget to visit the website. And uh, until next time, Keep Jesus in your heart and eternity on your mind. God bless you guys.